as maybe I'm a bit more rigid in terms of the traditions of the Premier and I'm happy with what I have. But if he is, and I'm here in Kayanga, but I'm not calling for it at all because I believe teams like Real Madrid are assembled already like an all-star cast. In Man City, we were thinking they're already winning the league at a canter. In Sao Haaland, already they're a star-studded side. When you look at Liverpool as well, maybe not 1-11, to but they also are a good team. So I don't have that team. You have Cancel on the one side and Trent coming from the other wing and then what a disaster then they then they are facing up against a reese james you know you know why heritage like from the south you know why for instance Give in my that. mind i've been here many times before and i've never been defeated and still i will never be defeated it's jay and this is chuck What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Chuck, spring has sprung. We are back in studio. Welcome to Two Upfront. My name is Jay. How are you doing with this warmer temperatures? Hey, man, we're back in studio. It's a new setup. Things are new. I guess she's a foot. But yeah, let's, let's go. Champions League, we had our Champions League predictions and we've had now a second week of Champions League fixtures. From the games on Tuesday and Wednesday, what would you say stood out for you? Some of the things that stood out for you? Um, I had Barca as one of maybe the dark horses, or if they get their act together, they could be favourites um, looking at how they were playing in, the, in, the, in La Liga. But when you look at how um, Busquets actually played very well, but how Pedri and Gavi were under pressure with that superior midfield, yeah, 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 Munich. There's still got a, a lot of work to do. Um, also, I think I wasn't happy with how Rafinha played. He was almost non-existent in that game, whereas Dembele was on it. In fact, he was literally working by himself. They were lost him a lot of chances. So they can still go to that level, but I think that midfield needs to be strong. That midfield needs to be like solid against like any opposition. On the return fixture, they have to at least score against Bas- uh, Bayern at the very least score. And I think a couple of weeks' time, if they do gel well, because the game was open enough for them to create chances, I think they should even go for the win, especially playing at home. And I think looking to top the, the, the group as well, go for the win. So things that stood out is that Barca are good, they're formidable, but they still need a bit of tweaking. Um, and then on the flip side, when you look at Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich are a very interesting side um, in terms of they don't have that focal point. Sadio Mane does not stay up front waiting for the ball. He, he gets involved in, in the game. Same as Uliroy Sanes, and same as you have with Ugenabri as well. So they have this false nine um, thing playing out, and I don't know what is uh, Julian Nachosman comfortable with that. Uh, it looks like they are in terms of their league form. Yes, they're third now, having dropped points most recently. But when they do score goals, they score a lot, and they do dominate uh, games anyway. So we'll see how that pans out, or if they'll go into the into the market in January and dip there and find someone who will just be a. Oh, it's think it's still yes. I'm not sure. Might be. But I wouldn't say he's a starter we can work out, but he is that um that player that you throw on when you want something different. Mm. No no, we want something different in the last twenty minutes of the game when you're looking for aerial presence do you or think, target man. Do you think they're missing Lewandowski? Consider the fact that um I've I've said that the reason I put them um for being knocked out um mm. the season before last was because uh, Lewandowski was missing. Mm. Um but then he was there last season and they got knocked out by Villarreal uh, mm. at home in that second leg. He's departed now, he's at Barcelona, he's on the other side. Uh, do, you, do you think they need him, they, they need him specifically to win the Champions League and can they do it without him? I think they need, I don't need that caliber player, I think even a lesser striker would do because they, they dominate the game so well and they've got so many blind breakers in terms of passing, in terms of just running. Uh, they've got U Utel, who is a young uh, forward forward player. Gravenbeck is also there as, as as an option in the center of the park. So I mean, when you look at they do more than well. I mean, Misela played very well, and he's he's a star. He's a star. And so, if, if if they can get that going and running, you don't even you don't even need someone as good as Lewandowski. I mean, there's rumors about to January, but from Kane, I don't think Kane will leave. Uh, I think Kane is funny. He's shut his mouth and he's playing for Spurs. 
I don't think you need that high quality uh, of a player. If, if look, but do they need someone? They, As presently constructed, do they need someone? I'd say do that. Get get a striker. Get someone who's going to bang in the goals consistently because there's just too much pressure on Sadio Mane. He's not that guy. He's not that guy to stay up there as a running shape. He comes in, Leroy comes in, Gnabry comes in. They're all doing the same thing. And sometimes you want someone different, which is what we're seeing now with Man City, Mohaland. Um, they were good, but to, when they were playing against PSG, you're like, there's no one hanging in the box and, and, and making the, the defenders doubt. So, we're, okay, let's leave someone else. Is, there, is someone going to exploit the space that we leave uh, behind if we push up front? No one really does that. And now that they've got Haaland, they play a completely different style of football. So I think they need someone up front. So for me, um, a few things that, that, that I took away from this match day is I think Inter Milan will be the team that misses out in that group of death, um, particularly having seen them against uh, AC Milan. Mm. And seeing them recently, they don't look very impressive. Even, even in the game um, now recently against uh, Poulsen. Whereas you saw what Barca did against Poulsen with what I say was a second string string team mm-hmm. um inter milan were were playing against them at home and they they struggled um it was it was just a 2-0 victory so i think when they come up against uh, a barcelona mm-hmm. they they're gonna find themselves like second best in those encounters the other thing for me is man liverpool do need all their horses in order to be at the at the top in this particular game against Ajax, um, you had Diogo Jota starting from 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 minute one, mm. and you had him dropping deep into in, in, into midfield, um, picking up the ball, allowing uh, a, a Mo Salah, mm. which is how the goal came about. Because he drops in, he attacks the defenders, he draws the he draws the attention of the two centre backs, and Mo Salah is ghosting in by himself, mm. and he scores the goal. So I think going forward, um, if if he's if he's fit, he needs to be playing in that number nine position. Um, he's pulling a, a better Firmino uh, at this point than Firmino is. Mm-hmm. Also, Thiago Alcantara is is unlike anything they have in that midfield. Possibly unlike anything anyone even in the English game has, because he was back in this game against Ajax, and you have him. He's probing um, the the defenders. He's probing the 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 opposition team. He's drawing that attention. He's 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 dribbling and he's spraying passes and he's playing the intricate passes in in the midfield. And this is not anyone they have. Um, when he's there, as he was against Ajax, it's it's a totally different team in terms of their options, in terms of what they're able to do. He's those line breaking passes. Um, as I'm saying, whether they're vertical, like over over the air, or it's it's short intricate stuff. And as well, he also contributes defensively. Um, you see him pressing. Um, I think he might have gotten a yellow card even in this game because he's, he's defensively present. Um, so those two guys back in that team, I think Liverpool fans um, can feel a little more hopeful. The concern, of course, is are they going to be there for, for the long haul? What happens if they go down because they've already struggled with injury? Mm. And at the back, man, they, they, still, need some, they still need to work. Um, there's still work to be done there because... The goal they conceded, again, who's, who's tracking the runner? Because Fabinho is, is watching, Elit is not going with that man. And then when you see the man runs past Trent again, unfortunately, mm. and Trent turns around and he's also looking at him, and then no one is engaging him in the box as well, which is how you get then the, the feed to Kudus, who then scores uh, like yeah, a brilliant yeah. goal. I'm looking forward to seeing Kudus at the World Cup um, for Ghana, mm. uh, because he, he, he looks like a really nice player. So those 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 were my takeaways from from the Liverpool game. Also from Manchester City. Yeah. I kind of think having Haaland there has has somewhat changed the way that they play. They are very obviously looking for him, mm. um, and that makes them a little bit one-dimensional. They're not, but a little bit one-dimensional. Also, the blueprint is out there for how you play against them. What Aston Villa did is the same thing that Dortmund did. You pack the midfield. Dortmund had like four or five plays in the line mm. in the first half. They got tired in the second half because if you chase the ball um, all that much, even so did Bellingham, who in the latter parts of the match was struggling to just be up and down, up and down, you know. But what, what, what you don't see from these teams now playing is Manchester City. The goal that Haaland scored against West Ham where he's... he's He's making a run, um, bisecting the, the centre-backs, mm. and he's found with the through pass, and then he's finishing. 
He's not scoring those goals. He's scoring a bunch, a lot of goals, but it's not goals like that. It's goals where they are fighting him in the box. And you, you even saw um, the adjustment from Pep, where he did move De Bruyne from the first half from in the middle when he made changes. De Bruyne found himself a little more on, 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 on the wings, mm-hmm. like making the crosses into the box. Because that is not necessarily how City play. As, yeah. as we've said, like, the fullbacks don't bomb down the wings and put in crosses like Ala or Reece James or Trent Alexander-Arnold or someone like that. So they are being forced mm. to maybe not go through the middle, but then go out wide. But, and, and the other thing, they just have superior players. When Cancelo switches to De Bruyne, who then gives it to Stones, that's the goal. And Cancelo then also looks up and he, he, he pulls a margin with the Trevella. Mm. That, that, that's their fullback. And he's, he's doing these things in, 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 in the last third, you know. So they do look like favourites mm. um, because at some point you, you have to score against them, you know. And, like, superior talent. Um, yeah. We've said this before, but, yeah, those, those, those were my takeaways from some of the games I watched. Um, Jay, um, what I've picked up, I think, from the press in terms of Trent, he's good going forward, but obviously there are concerns about his defence. How do you how do you patch that? Do you, do you, do you get someone covering in, or do you do you get Fabinho? Because oftentimes it's been Henderson who drops deep to cover that space. But how do you fix it? Because currently it's being it's it's, it's overly exposed. It's it's like an open book where that this guy run past him, you're gonna go through, and it's been happening for a lot of games in in, in succession. How do you plug that? How do you fix that? Because they're going to have to fix that going forward. Because, as we're saying, we need, they need all their horses at the races. If George is not playing and you have to put Nunez in there, if Diaz is not there and you have to maybe push Elliot up, up front and put Milner in there because he's also gotten more minutes than he anticipated the season. When things go wrong, how do you make sure that you don't at least concede? Mati being back helps. Mm-hmm. Um, him that's, playing that's with the goal is, is, <laughs> is, is not going to end well. Yeah. Uh, so that helps to begin with. Also, I, th- I really do think it comes down to coaching um, mm. because I, I really do have a sense that Trent has looked a certain way um, in defense for two reasons. One, I think it is his effort, as I've said before. Mm. Like, I, he's not interested in defending. And I think the coach enables that. Um, yeah. when, you've, when you heard Tuchel um, speak about why he plays Reese James at right center back at times because he wants him on the pitch, but not always at right wing back because it's a lot of effort to keep going down that mm. flank. So it's, it's a bit of a, a rest to have him at centre back, but have him there that when you do need him, you can send him down. With Trent, he is relied upon to control the game from right back. Mm. And he's, he comes into midfield, he, he, he does go down the wing as well. So I imagine that... Klopp has said to him not to focus, not maybe quite like that, but not to worry as much about the defensive side of the game because where we need you mm. is up top. And if he has to do that and he's defending all the while, it's, it's not going to end well mm. um, physically for him. So I think that that is the message that's gone through the team that you need to back Trent up because he's not going to find himself as present defensively um, as more traditional fullbacks mm. because what we want from him is to attack first, which yeah. is the modern game, to attack first and defend second. Mm. But with them not being quite as strong uh, a unit as before, I think that needs to be revisited. Um, if anything, okay, um, we don't expect you to, to be defensive, a defensive rock where you are putting in performances a la and Ashley Cole against um, Cristiano Ronaldo in Euro 2004. But when the guy's right there, Make that effort when you, when you like don't watch you guys run it. past you and you or like see your t- your, your your teammates trying to tackle mm. and block and you are not making an effort to maybe let me join in I might do something because that's here's the other thing Chuck in that game against Ajax there's a point where he intercepts a ball right at right back literally lifts his head one time split second he produces a pass from the guards and to to Diaz and Diaz beats his man is in the box. That's one of the things actually in attack which mm. might help Liverpool because that's transition ball, mm. right? Mm. And with his range of passing, when he gets to scan the entire field in front of him with the opposition not yet back in the defensive shape, that's a, danger, that's a dangerous time for the opposition and mm. something that Liverpool might want to exploit. Maybe something he might want to think about that. If I, expo- if I, if I turn the ball over, I'm in control. 
and now I can do the thing I am and actually here to do. If you look at when you interrupt a move or when you're pressing, the players are not in position. So whenever exactly. you're look, look, looking for your player, you've got acres of space to play with. So maybe he wants to mark more. Like, I really think Maybe, because more. what you're saying is you can't do both at a, at a high level. Either your, your attack will suffer or your defense will, will suffer just because of the sheer amount of work that's required to do that job. Controversially, and I say this because I'm not a fan of a back five, but maybe a back five helps Liverpool because we know what the Liverpool midfield is an engine. They just run around and, and, and hound for the ball. Just give Trent that license and get someone else to do that dirty work, and then maybe um, they'll do that. But the counter is, which I think most football teams should play like this, that when Thiago's fit, let him do what Thiago does, right? Because you guys have so much of the ball anyway. It's not like Trent is going to be starved of creating chances or starting moves. If you've got so much of the ball, you can then have a bit more freedom. But Give him license Trent to play if is, you want him to play. Is the profile of player who, the profile of fullback who you think, oh, that's a wing back. Yeah. Like, just let him be a wing back. I, I hear what you're saying, and mm. I'd, I'd be interested to see that at Liverpool as well. Like, play the three centre backs, and then for a fact, you know, like, you don't really have to do any defending. Not you that know? much, yeah. Yeah, because you're already not doing much defending. Like, just occupy the positions that you're taking up already, yeah. and you know you've got defensive cover. And then if you have, like, a Thiago and a Fabinho, you have enough creativity and enough defensive support between those two mm. that um, you, you, can, you can do a lot. And then you still preserve your front three um, yeah. in that situation where if you are concerned about the creativity, as I'm saying, a Jota or, or, or a Firmino in, in, in that situation, they, they play as the 10 and the false nine as the 10 and then also as the nine. So they have the players, mm. um, they have the profile of players, I think, to be able to switch to that system if needs be. But that, that also would confirm just how important Trent is to Liverpool if you switch up the whole him. thing yeah. for him. But this is why he's not played by Gareth Southgate. Mm. Um, because but, you do need to tweak a lot of things in order for it true. to work. True. Because if you're going to get that guy defensively, it's like, well, my system is not, is not geared to, to hide you defensively. Mm. You know? mm. So maybe I do want a Reese James who, who is more defensively solid and wants to defend more than yes. you do. So... And uh, yeah, I do think though Trent is maybe the most important player. So, Klopp definitely does think about his team around Trent. So, whatever works. Let's see. I'm um, speaking about Uris James. He was one of the better players, um, along with Raheem Sterling. Uh, As always. No, Raheem Sterling is always putting in a shift. Like, I, look, it's good in terms of he's proving his quality because I mean. For me, uh, at least, I, I sort of had forgotten about how good Raheem is because he worked in a system that didn't allow, not didn't allow, but didn't force you to extract every sign you and every iota of your ability on the, on, the, on the pitch because the system just said, move, we'll find you. Move, we'll find you. Pass the ball quickly and we'll find you. And then cutbacks uh, comes in at the, the last pole and scores. La Chelsea does everything. He's, he's coming deep with the ball. He's passing, looking for one-two. He's beating the guy. He's just doing so much. My standout moment is that there's still a lot of work, lot of work to, do, to, to do at Chelsea because I watched Leipzig in the first half and I'm like, not Leipzig, Salzburg, and I was like, I know they're not top five uh, leagues, in there, but uh, their football was just horrible. They were just running into people, even their intended moves. It's one of those 50, we need ball, but it's 50-50 still, and then we're just lucky off the break, and it's like, and then Chelsea were playing at that level as well. They, they didn't distinguish themselves as a superior side because they obviously were in terms of when you see their positioning, their passing, but they're supposed to punish this team. It was supposed to be easily like two, three, half time, and then just blow them away second half, but they didn't quite do that. Um, and so that is a bit frustrating, but the other clearing thing that Thomas, oh, Thomas didn't quite get a chance Korea. to fix it oh. because he had one game with Obama Young, but still need to fix those, 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 the understanding between the front three um, because Havertz was, was wide, sometimes played behind the striker. Mount is not quite there as well. So my, my concern with Chelsea is that the players are not at the races. And sometimes when your players are not at the races, sometimes formation helps, tactics help, but I think it's just too many of them. And they're in a slump because their players are in a slump. I don't know if it's fatigue or whatever, but it's just too many things that need to be tweaked. Because I think for this game as well, he did with, he went with the tried and tested, and then I think he will tweak as, as, as time goes. You don't want to dismantle everything, go with what is already there, because, I mean, Chelsea are, uh, what, fifth, seventh, or somewhere, they're in a respectable position. Not everything has fallen off, to be honest, you know? They, don't, they might not quite be where they want to be, but not everything has fallen off. So, my thing is that that job is going to be a little bit harder than what I think he uh, expects, or Graham Potter, not just because of that it's a bigger name and there's stuff else to do in the Champions League, and in terms of just the moving parts, getting well, do you play him or do you figure out this Kukurela is a better player because he is your, he was your player at Brighton, 
uh, figuring out what Kulubali does he stay, what, what kind of minutes, because he hasn't had to, 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 to manage Kulubali and Super players who are much older at the back to then say, let me manage their minutes. And if you're doing that, are you going to give Chalaba minutes? Or are you going to persist? Are you going to, when, when, when um, Uziek is not firing, Pulisic is not firing, how do you do that? Because often enough, Trossard was a mainstay in the side. McAllister was a mainstay. Well, then you've got Ugrob, then you've got Usoli March as well, then you've got Welbeck and Mope. So he had players who, even though they wouldn't set, set the world alight, but work rate was there, performance was there, to the level of Brighton, obviously, but they, they, they gave him what he wanted. Here, I think he's still got time in terms of um, to, to figure these things out. I don't if he know. has time. If he has time. I don't know if the Chelsea fans and, and board will be patient, but it sounds like they, they would give him time. They're going to have to be, um, because if you, if you just even look at his time at Brighton, uh, last season was the highest finish. Uh, where, although, the season before that, if you look at the underlying numbers and expected points, like mm. they should have finished fifth. Instead, they finished they, they, um, they out drew, of ten. They drew too many games. Case in point was that was that match against Manchester United where United won it in the tenth minute. Not in that, we were just too too hard. <laughs> but for in them. but in but in that match they were all over United. Yes, um, they were clearly better Similarly, side. in the game against Arsenal, because I watched that, they mm. like that's when I first saw Cucurellas. Like he, but then was they just won that match. Nah? They was, a it was a draw. It was a draw. Oh, okay. So and 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 that's the that's the thing that he brings from Brighton, which you you ask yourself like, is he going to be able to fix it here? Because the goals were an issue. They were creating chances, but they were not. They were not converting them. They finally did last season, as I'm saying, which is why they ended up where they should have, as per like the stats. With 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 Chelsea, I do think it's going to be a, a a difficult job because, as Tuchel said, like, well, the issue is we still have the same players, you know, and Graham is inheriting those players. I was looking at Chelsea. Some some of the things um, that did that did stand out. Yes, he didn't have to manage like all the players like like Silva and Koulibaly at, at Brighton, but he also did not have someone like Silva at Brighton. I was watching Silva in the game against Salzburg, and he is he's passing like a midfielder. He's reading it's, the game like Rio Ferdinand, and mm. he's just a presence you want, even at 37, at the heart of that defense. He's he's class personified in terms of a centre back. He's got everything, mm. so that's that's a boon. Not everything. The speed is not there, but I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, the speed is not there. Um, <laughs> but then if you have like two other centre backs next to you, like they should be able yeah. to cover, you know. But I mean, I know what you mean in terms of when he has to mark, when he has to be in the right area. He does all those things very well. And he's a leader. Mm. Um, and then in Cucurella, there's someone who knows the system. Um, Graham Potter plays, and you saw Cucurella. He was coming into midfield as well. So mm. there's that option. Although I still think I prefer Chilwell. Like, like in, in, in any Chelsea mm. um, 11 because he's so much more dynamic going forward. True. Sterling was playing as the left wing back, um, which is something we saw um, Graham Potter, he's Trossard in, in, mm. in, in that position. And he was given license um, to go forward, to come back in deep. I, Sterling, Sterling is really putting in a shift at Chelsea. The thing, Chuck, that I think Chelsea struggle with in terms of the players that they have, those profile of players, I was actually thinking to myself, if you look across the, the, the other big six teams, right? Mm -hmm. Think Anthony, think Bukayo Saka, think um, Kulusevsky, think Mo, Mo Salah, mm -hmm. um, think Mares. Those players, you can interchange them between the teams and you, you're still likely going to get the same thing. You get in the modern game with that front three, you've, you've got your, 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 your wide attackers who can come in and score goals, come in and create. And, and, and create. Mm -hmm. But they have a goal-scoring mentality. Chelsea do not have players like that. Mm. Raheem Sterling is that, but Raheem Sterling comes from Manchester City. So he comes with that mm. to Chelsea. Pulisic is not doing that. Um, Havertz is not a forward player. I actually do think he's interesting if he's going to be played deeper because he's got then an opportunity to get on the ball a little more. Mm. And I think that's his best position when he is in midfield, but then joining in the attack whereas versus being asked to be a number nine. When Ziek does come on on that left, Ziek is basically a centre mid who just plays like on on on, on the wings. Just but he doesn't. Apart, he's not he's, be a goal threat. He, mm. he's unlike those other other players that I mentioned. So that is going to be the difficulty because if the goals aren't coming from Aubameyang, then you're overly real and reliant on Sterling, who, as I'm saying, is the only kind of profile of of, of wide attacker that you see everywhere else, not only in, in the Premiership but in the world. You know, mm. think Vinicius. So at Chelsea, they don't have those players. So the, you're going to have to answer the question that if it is not then coming from Aubameyang, again, where is it going to come from? Because it's the same players, you know? Mm. 
if he's able to draw these qualities out of those players, he's going to end up as the coach of the season. I think if he does that, yeah. If, 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 if they finish, top four I think is attainable, but if they finish third, have a deep run in Champions League, I, I'd put my, 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 my vote for, for, for thing he purports to be coach of the season if he does that. Because right now there are too many things that are wrong with Chelsea, as you point out, also with the lack of an attacking foot on the right, right-hand side. But we'll see how it goes. So Todd Bowley has put across to the Premier League that he would like to see a, an All-Star game. Um, as you see in America, I see it in football, baseball, basketball. His suggestion would be like North versus South in mm-hmm. terms of England. And the reasons he gives is that there's all this chatter about the football pyramid needing more money. And this would help money trickle down to those places where it's needed. And he puts up the example that recently with the MLB, the baseball all-star mm-hmm. game, they made $200 million. So you think something along those lines and... Sure, looks mm. like everyone will benefit. What do you make, Chuck, of an, an all-star game in, in, in football, in the Premier League specifically? Do you want to see it um, or not? Look, um, I've, my mind has just said that's an American thing. I haven't quite thought about do I actually want to see it. Um, but just hearing it from Bowley, as a, from since his takeover and the firing of Tuchel and all these things that have happened, it looks like someone who's just doing too much too soon. And I'm thinking to myself, would it... Well, now you want to come here and revolutionize everything. Like, just come in, look and see how things are done, how things are run, and then bring a suggestion because it's, man, too much, too early. Um, and I'm not saying that it's a bad idea necessarily, but what's, what's, like, when I look at the reaction of Jurgen Klopp, he was like, where do you fit this in the schedule? Because it's Jalanin. Um, because unlike Abu Basketball, these guys have got months off where you can fit in the game, whether by preseason or just at the end, at the back of the, the thing in the last game of the season. Tina, because we only have one month, and Ngapok Nama World Cup, Ngapa, because of the fixing of the schedule via my COVID, Nanan, we're playing virtually every three games. When do we do that? Um, but in terms of it being an idea as such, I don't know if. if Look, it's, it's like E-Readings, it's like E-Culling Cup or E-Wisa. It was one of those things that were great, they were nice to watch when people are voting for them. But is that the standout game of the season? No. Um, I'm not saying it needs to be as well, but is it something I thought we were missing? I don't think so. I, I never looked at it with that perspective. So, at this point, I'm not too excited by the idea, but if, if, it, if it comes as well and it's implemented and it, there are financial gains to the tune of which he's talking about, about 200 million then, Definitely. If it's coming from one weekend, 200 million, and we know football is money-driven, someone will make it work. But I don't know if you'll hit those numbers in England because it's, it's, it's a change of culture. If you want to just put that idea in, I don't think you replicate necessarily all the results, but you definitely would. I saw a comment on, on YouTube where someone was saying what they want to see is like a South America 11 versus a Europe 11. That, for me, whets my appetite a bit more than a Premier League 11. But Nakon Angaz is a Volkaranja and do the... Do the because of the proposed uh, or mocked-up suggestions, are the players of Newcastle going to miss out because schemes near Manchester United, Manchester City, and Liverpool or whatever? Is, is that fair, or do you not think about that? I don't know what the criteria or the parameters when you're thinking of such a thing are, but do you then say, hey, we're seeing maximum in this team, or do you just consider what I Like, How does that work? Jack, it's an all-star game. Like, if your star doesn't shine as bright as the next man, this is sport. Sport is a meritocracy mm-hmm. uh, where you are picked on merit. It, it's, yeah, it's you, might, you might have a lot of United players in, if, it's, if it's just down to the fans. So with the NBA, for example, as mm-hmm. I was explaining, it's um, the, the media as well as the players themselves. Mm-hmm. And then the fans. So, yeah. like, those are weighted together, and then you get the All-Stars. And you never really tend to get surprising guys. There are guys who, like, always the question is, like, um, who, got, who, who, who got snubbed, you know? But yeah. there are but so many places. And, yes, you can look at another guy. It's like, oh, he deserves to be there. But then the question is, who drops out, you mm-hmm. know? And if you cannot come up with a vi- viable answer, it's like, well, he just missed out, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's unfair. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. As and, for, then, and then generally, just um, as you're explaining that, with the model that we do, Noboma, NBA, you, you, you choose a team that is able to play 
right away you can have a substitute at each position, right? It's not just like a, an 11, you choose like a 22 or something. Because yeah, basically, so it would be, it would it's be, a charity it game, and it's Well, maybe not basic. quite a 22, um, or maybe you have it because if you have a 22, everyone is probably going to want to play like 45 minutes, unless you've got rolling subs, mm. which, because this is not a serious game. It, yeah. it doesn't have any um, implications on anything. So perhaps you can have unlimited number of subs, you mm. know, um, which might be interesting in itself as a concept. With regards to Todd Bowley being the one who brings this up, uh, man, you've been here for five minutes, <laughs> and <laughs> you are you are, and he says he's already suggested this. This is so. This is not a thought that he's telling the world, all of us. This is something he's tabled in front of the, the decision makers, and once again, um, yeah, football does need to pay attention to these American owners because they're here to take over. Mm. Um, they, it's not a coincidence that there is a growing number of American owners. Like when there is an opportunity or there is a gap, it's an American, except mm. for Newcastle, you know. And these guys are going to band together for some other form of Super League. And when you hear things like this from Todd, that this is a suggestion, it's, it, it, it's a veiled threat as well, in my opinion, that <laughs> if you don't want to move with what we are, are, are bringing to, to, to this sport then you're going to be left behind. We are going to move with it, with or without your participation or permission. Mm. The other thing that Todd says is, he says that it's about time that um, football adopts some of these things from American sport, which is an interesting comment for me, uh, because when you look at the Premier League, the Premier League has done nothing but actually copy things from America. Monday Night Football is an American concept. Mm. Fantasy Premier League, is an American is, a, is an American concept. These are things that, or like the the Premier League has looked at in America. It's like, oh, this is popular. Mm. Let's adopt it, and it, it it translates for the most part, you know. So an All Star game would not be out of the norm for me. It would not be something that is foreign to the Premier League, maybe to football, but the Premier League being a breakaway league in itself, mm. th this is how they were formed, by wanting to do things differently, by separating themselves from the pack. So it would be something that is um, that resonates with the spirit of what the Premier League is. Would I want to see it? I absolutely would want to see it, Chuck, because you are going to have a team where you've got, you've got Kevin De Bruyne, who's supplying a Mo Salah, who's playing next to a Haaland, I want to see that, you know. This is but like he's a, he's the already... ultimate pickup game. Chuck Wooten, Yoshiti, like I want to eat that. Let's not have too. Like ah, no one's. You see what happened with Holland when 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 the transfer was announced. Everyone was salivating, scared as well. But everyone was salivating at the thought of Holland getting passes from Kevin De Bruyne, just in terms of the fanfare, just in terms of the circus of it all. Mm. You want to see it, you know. I want to see, I, I want to see the best. I'm a Real Madrid supporter, Chuck. Mm. Like, I live and breathe Galacticos. I want to see the best players playing with the best players. Also, because it won't be the most serious, like, of matches. You're going you're gonna to see guys do tecas, and they're not going to be um, told by the Nottingham Forest coach that <laughs> this would not be allowed in my team. So, in, 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 in terms, it's a gimmick. Mm. That, that's what it is. But then it draws a lot of attention. And... With the All-Star game, for example, in, in the NBA has the most popular one, I'd say, in terms of how it's put together. It's a, it's, it's a big event. Like, mm. everyone flocks there. Also, it becomes something. You know, if we speak about, like, man, I'd love to go to a Champions League final. I'd want to go to the World Cup. This is going to be something mm. where I'd love to go to an All-Star game. Like, it will be something because, mm. again, you put those stars together, it's going to draw a crowd, you know? In terms of the only issue is the scheduling uh, because everyone is complaining, keeps complaining about the fact that we don't want to play more games. Mm. But if it is rolling subs or if it is like a 22, you're going to play 30 minutes at the most, you know. Yeah. Also, man, do away with the Carabao Cup. Like, it's... it's <laughs> Jim, man, run away to it. <laughs> or, or, in favor or, for, chance, for that or, one game. Or if, if these guys are playing like four preseason games, like Manchester City only played two preseason games, if I'm mm. not mistaken. You can have... Uh, like you can take one out from all the teams if if it's something that they would agree on, and have this. As I'm saying, it's not going to be a high intensity game as such where people could get injured. And if you get a you, if you have one, you start players injured there, you're going to be mad. Yes. But the thing is, I think we can agree. Let's not go in for full blooded tackles. You know, it it's something I'd want to see. But now I've seen my friendly game Mercedes Benz like a couple of machine pads. We're like, dude, but we agreed. 
But no, Jay, but look at this now. Look at it from this aspect. The Prem is the biggest league in the world. No one follows or watches any other league like to do the Prem. Whatever they've done so far, yes, they've taken a leap from the Americans' book, from their playbook in terms of a fantasy league and all these other things. But do you need to tinker with it now? Is it not viable? Is it not good enough as a brand in terms of what it is right now? I mean, if you think about it, Karapao, as much as, yeah, it's not interesting for us as fans, but that's when you blood in the, 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 the youngsters. That's when you get to try out a malformation in other players who aren't playing. So keep your organizing for just once all-star game. Youngsters are blooded in in other leagues without Karapao Cups. They, they figure a way. Like, when you see a... a, a no, but a, the platform is already there. The platform is already there and we're using it. I mean, about But that's not what it's for. That's the, here's the thing about that. Like, the Carabao Cup is, is not for that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's become for that because the teams, when they've waited, where do they want to play their best players? What has come out at the bottom of that list is the Carabao Cup. But now, because it's there and they have to fulfill those fixtures, how do we go about doing it? Oh, we're just going to go like, throw on like the young players. But it, it, it wasn't created for that. If it was, like, I, I'm fully on the side of but then one of the young players. Mm. It happened to evolve into that. And with that, over time as well, because so like United and Arsenal are the ones who started doing this when they were constantly involved in Europe mm -hmm. and one, having won a treble with Manchester United, wanting to win the Premier League, the Champions League and the FA Cup. Carabao Cup, Sir Alex didn't win that all that much and it's not something that ever comes up like in his legacy or with those players who played for United. So the reason I say that is because it's already devalued by the teams themselves. Um, so if, if there is a space to be made in the calendar, I think it's that if anything, maybe take away a round or say, I don't know, maybe the Premier League uh, sends the space for this game. If, if, so I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. so, okay, I'm not saying it should go ahead. Like, um, I'm, because I do believe you know, Todd Bowley is pushing an agenda. No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking it from the fact that you're like, I cut up by hand because I guess of the, of, the, of the tournaments that are available that are prestigious or important. Because it's a match, Chuck. It's like one match. Like, mm. it's not, it's not a tournament. If they want to add a tournament, you see what the, you see what the Champions League are doing with like having, like teams play 10 games in the stages. Yeah. I think that is like, I, I don't know how you justify that when the conversation has been like so many games, so many games, so many games. Because you listen to a Pep who says he's going to monitor how he plays Haaland, where he's going to prioritize the Champions League. So that means if you have 10 like Champions League games, there are so, there's probably like going to be like 10 games, up to 10 games rather, let me say, mm -hmm. where you won't see Haaland in the Premier League, you know? So... And those are high-intensity games. Those are the games you should be concerned about. Like, you're adding more games there. If they can add more games in the Champions League, like, there is, there, there is a space that can be cre created for one game. Even if it's... Let me not say a preseason game because you're going to want to see how good they are halfway through the season, then vote for your All-Stars, you know, and then have them play or play after the season. But, so, in, in terms of something I'd want to watch, I'd want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, if it doesn't happen, I'm not mad about it because, as I'm saying, like, Todd Brody's reasoning is... is, is, is neither here nor there because it's not true that the Premier League hasn't adopted things from American sport. It has. I just pointed that out. Also, he's, 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 he's wanting to be a charitable man where this is for the, 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 the football Pyramid. permit. It's yeah. for his pockets and, mm. and the others who think like him, you know? So, as I'm saying, he's pushing agenda. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not for it on his basis. On the basis of, like, mixing stars together and seeing them all in the same pitch, that is something I'd love to see. If it happens, I'm mm. watching it. As maybe I'm a bit more rigid in terms of the traditions of the Premier, and I'm happy with what I have. But if he is, and I'm here in Kalyanga, but I'm not calling for it at all. Because I believe teams like Real Madrid are assembled already like an all-star cast. In Man City, we were thinking, they are really winning the league at a canter. And so, oh, Haaland, already they're a star-started side. When you look at Liverpool as well, maybe not 1-11, to 11, but they also are a good team. So I don't have that team. You have Cancel on the one side and Trent coming from the other wing and then what a disaster then they're, then they are facing up against a Reese James you know, you know and why? a Perisic like from the south you know why for instance Give in my that. mind I don't watch no baseball so you can't comment but in basketball, in basketball is usually that one star guy or one or two star, star players in that five in, in football they can build like a roster of, of, of stars so that's why I don't have that hunger because I've seen team where you're like okay this team is stacked I mean, when you, when you go down history, like Pep's Barcelona was stacked, you know, whether it's from development, whether it's signings, you look at those, there's so many teams where you're like, okay, those players were elite. United, uh, yeah, 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 no, 2008, you can go to Arsenal, yeah, no, 04. There are lots of teams where you're like, okay, players-wise, they're stacked. 
Whereas the NPA, they're like, oh, we want to see Braun and Melo play together because Braun, Malapayabo is broke. I would think it's Bambezer. You're like, if only, what, what, would, what would they achieve? So my imagination doesn't long for it. Harry Kane finally gets to play with good players other than Son, Chuck. <laughs> like he's, In the he, finally, he finally gets to be surrounded by like guys who've won and guys who are at, at that level the except misery, for just one guy. The misery of being Harry Kane. Man, so it, it, would, it, would, be, it would be, it'd be interesting. It yeah. definitely it'd would be. It'd be interesting. So here's another interesting point. Uh, after all the political things that my hearing and the controversy of actually being in the job and being appointed, Mark Barsh has announced that he's going to step down. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, after the T20 Men's World Cup. Do you think it's the correct time? Do you think it's abrupt? Do you think it disrupts anything for him to be stepping down right now? So the CSA say that they were caught off guard. They were mm. not anticipating this, which is fairly interesting for me to hear that statement from them because after the series in England, um, there, were, there, there have been white calls, or mm. there were about there was about to be a crescendo of white calls for him to step down because his time with the Proteas has been characterized by up and down performances. Um, these are not the Proteas we grew up on. Um, this is not the team of Smith, De Villiers, Amla, Callis, mm. um, Stain, those boys. You know, although on the bowling side. The thing we cannot figure out is the batting, you know? At all. Like. And, and, and with Mark Barcher stepping down, I don't think it destabilizes anything. Um, I don't also think it makes the team better as such. We'll see who gets appointed and maybe a different voice, maybe someone who brings a, 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 a completely um, unique set of skills might be able to affect, especially in test cricket, affect like that, that batting lineup. Because Jack, when I when I when I when I when I watched the particularly the most the third test against England, those boys looked lost. That ball was was moving in every direction. It was swinging this way and that. They were getting the woodwork plucked out, plucked out of the ground. They were like, they were they 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 had LBW shouts against them where you see them playing on 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 the outside and the ball has done completely the reverse. You know. <laughs> And if we are just going off of the most recent test match, like England, I think for, bat for batsmen is, is the hardest place to tour. Um, mm. You need to have grown up in those conditions or be exceptional batsmen like we used to have to be able to navigate them um, very How well. How different are they from the green pitches that we have this side? Like what, what, what so is, it's, it's not the swing? It's, it's the, the conditions. Swing. Yeah, it's, mm. it's the swing. It's the level of swing. Like we, yeah. we have fast bounce, bouncy pitches. Like our, the ball doesn't, doesn't, doesn't move all that much. It nips, yes, off the surface. But as I'm saying, like, man, these, these, these guys, they're all swing bowlers. Mm. And I, I cannot imagine it's because they all just are, that's the profile of, of, of bowler they are. So this is how you grow yeah. up to be. You know, it's like how in India everyone becomes a spinner. Mm. Um, because the conditions are going to support your bowling if you bowl a certain way. And even down to like the all-rounder, all, all he bowls the same, it's the same thing. And the thing is, it's not, there's no variation. It's the same thing, but you can hang your hat on that because it is just so devastating. And as, as, as our captain said, um, Alga, he, he was confused as well. He's like, he doesn't know um, where we need to turn. The one thing that he, he suggested is that maybe we need to play more four-day cricket. Uh, because that's where you pluck test match players from the longer, for, longer format mm -hmm. in, in, in first class cricket. And we don't play all that, all, all, all that much of that. And when you look at the batsmen we have, our batsmen, there's not one batsman in the South African lineup who averages over 40. Over 40, yeah. And also. Although on the England side as well, it was just Uru who averages over 50. The rest, obviously, they were new faces as yeah. well, but not the, the traditional batsmen. They were also. Just under the, uh, 40 as well, but yeah, I know what you mean. Also, when you get guys like an, an Avier, a Zondo, yeah. a Peterson, yeah. all these guys, two of these guys are 32, one of them is 29, none of them have played 10 test matches. Mm. So, I don't think a Mark Boucher, um, I also don't think an incoming coach, maybe I'll be proven wrong, can do much about that because That's we just have are. a generation mm. of players, particularly batsmen, who just cannot cut it at that level because if I do bring up those the ages of those batsmen you ask yourself why have you not been able to break into the side because you've not been good enough mm. you know and are you good enough now maybe but more likely what has happened is because space has been availed because the guys who are keeping you out of the team have moved off mm. and that is that is no way to to build a world beater 
Look, I think maybe in the case of Ukaizwan, because he's, he's been on the fringes for so long, playing for a South African A, but never really um, getting into the actual sides. Even when he scored hundreds, now, he's been overlooked. And I think I could back his, his own admission that he's been uh, overlooked. But in terms of um, where we are now, I think we've tra transitioned, tra sorry, transitioned very badly in terms of the team that we have now. Because we've just thrown all these guys in at the same time. Like, whoever is relatively new, Janssen is a new, new bowler, but he's bowler all around because you know, he's quite handy with the bat as well as I saw in the last test he tried something. Um, has been struggling for a long time. We tried to be patient with him with Test cricket. We've been waiting for Malcolm to show up. In Test cricket, we've test been, cricket, yeah. And it doesn't make sense because in the shorter formats, he's producing. He started to produce. Mm. So why, why can't you translate that? I think you now also I want to point the finger at our ICC man because I believe if we were playing more games, we, we someone someone either someone either gets better or we find a better player to replace that person. But if we're playing like every other three months or whatever, and then it's World Cup time or and then it's test, a big test series against England or Australia, if we're not already on form, it's hard to prepare for those things. I'm not to say with Bangladesh and Zimbabwe be a warm up uh, kind of thing, but that's when you inter introduce players maybe on home conditions or conditions which are similar to yours, Boma, if we play at Zimbabwe or if we play in the Caribbean. I don't think it swings as much as it does in England, none, none. But it's, 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 a, it's a tricky situ situation that we're in now because if you think about it, all we have and all is the bowlers. I was at the first test where we, we, we won that. Nah? We won the first test. Like, okay, it's a bowling masterclass. We, we bowl them off the pitch. Second test, they crumble, sorry, we crumbled. They crumbled in the first match, we crumbled in the second match in terms of uh, batting performance. And the third one, I thought to myself, okay, it has to balance out somewhere. Someone that has to show Wuti, here's what we can do very well. And with us, unfortunately, it is still our bowling. Because Jack, we're, we're dismissing still... a side for 158 in the but, first innings. But still struggling. And we are losing by a big margin. By, was it eight, eight, eight nine wickets. wickets. Nine wickets. <laughs> like those, 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 the, the bowling lineup, like, bro, like, on their way back, like, someone needs to book them into a spa because their backs must hurt from carrying that entire team. And, that's, you, and I've said this before, you can't expect your bowling lineup to dismiss teams for under 200 for you to just have a chance mm. at winning like the match it, it can't work like that it really cannot work like that as a, oh, 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 Graham Smith was asked to the introduction of this new T20 tournament that's gonna start I think on the September sometime September I think does it interfere with test cricket it's like well if you think about the time period in which it happens and the amount of test cricket that does happen the numbers even out the same way anyway in terms of what 80% or whatever is, is short format cricket and then the other 20 is test cricket anyway. Do you think the captain asking for more longer format games is him con not contradicting but asking to go against the grain in terms of what is being played and do you think that necessarily helps uh, South African cricket or do you think this is where we are regardless of what I think it's him saying if we are going to continue playing this format um, can we get some help to be good in this format? Mm. I think that's, that, that, that's it on that because if we're going to play Let's not be undercooked and continue to get embarrassed as we are. Um, if this is what we are doing, let the preparation show that we want to be successful in this regard rather than just, well, you're T20 and ODI players, uh, mm. test cricket still exists, put on the whites and go try your best out there. Unless we play gas ball and then we can somewhat equate. But See, I think even they adjusted. Because that's how yeah. they lost the first match, and then they adjusted, and then they won the series. For mm. us, I don't even think there was there was anything to adjust, which is why I look at the coach level. and I think to myself, it's not a big loss. Also, especially when you do consider the controversy that was around him during his tenure, uh, maybe maybe it's a chapter that should be closed. Uh, do you think if you're Enoch, you're like? I want to go into the job or... No, no, Enoch is a better, better position now. Like, stay away, from, stay away from that point. That's a poison chalice right now because as, of, as I'm explaining, like, that team is not mm. very good. I don't... I don't it's, it's the but same but reason I didn't want Zidane to coach Chelsea. Like, I don't <laughs> want... I don't want a favourite to go in there and then to just like, cop the blame for something that's already broken. It's like, nah. He's got a sweet job where he is, Chuck, <laughs> and he must just continue down that path. So, But, but if you were to revive it... Great. If you're a hero. Time. Yes, you're an hero. absolute hero. If you come in and you and you and you like bring the approaches back to the glory days, you're an absolute hero. Yeah. Before we close off, mm -hmm. I actually wanna I wanna get your prediction on this Canelo Golovkin happening this weekend. Who do you have? I've got Canelo. Um, I know he's coming off of a loss, but I think Canelo is, is still the better boxer and Golovkin's on Talaman. And what people have said. Generally, I think I've heard this in the context of MMA, and I think it could be true in boxing as well. Whenever there is a rematch, 
the younger fighter tends to always win that follow-up, whether it's the second time or the third time. But I think Canelo's got too much. I think he's going to pull away now in terms of, because those two mm -hmm. fights were, were close. This time I think he's going to pull away and be the better boxer. Um, like when I, when I watched Ukolovkin in his last fight, he was good, Golovkin level, but he wasn't at the level that he was at four or five years ago where he was just obliterating opponents. So I think Canelo... Look, Canelo's also close to his ceiling because he's also um, yeah. gone on in, in age as well. But I think where they are in terms of their boxing, and I mean, Canelo, if he, bo if he, if he plays to his strengths or uh, boxes the way I know he can, because against Upivol, he was swinging for the fences, and I'm like, this is not how you box. You're not, you're not a brawler, you're an actual boxer, you've got proper technique. So if he plays to those strengths, he should put it in the bag. It's Golovkin is older. Canelo has moved up in weight as well and um, has, has tasted even more power against mm -hmm. himself. And he's tasted Golovkin's power, as we said, in that, in that second match, he, he was all the better for the experience of the first match. You imagine that that trend continues. Yeah. Um, so I am a, I'm a Triple G fan, and I'd, I'd love for him to do to Canelo what um, Mayweather did to Canelo, uh, actually knock him out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, Canelo is, is too gifted and has, is, is experienced and is experienced against this particular fighter being the better boxer as well. So yeah, I think, I think that, that that decision goes his way. And I think, as you say, um, he, he's even better than he was in the second, um, uh, in the rematch where mm. he does pull away. But should be a good one. I, I do hope Golovkin goes for, for if, he, if, if his camp thinks as we do, which I would think they do because mm. they're experts, and they might not see him winning in a point decision. I hope he goes Chuck for the knockout. If anything, I think if Golovkin wins via knockout, for me, I would I would assume it would be within the first four rounds. Because mm -hmm. if you if you look at Golovkin's boxing style, he's happy to take one to throw one back. But if it's Canelo throwing those, and you are older, much older than when you were fighting the first two times, and you don't really want to be throwing at Canelo with that counter-attacking you know style, I mean? is it? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to catch too many of the Canelo punches to land your own. You want to be a bit more measured. So, if he's swinging for the fences, f first four. But after that, I don't think he has enough stamina to look for the knockout. But we'll see. We will indeed see. Um, thank you again for joining us on this episode of Tour Front. You can follow us on the socials. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tour Front Pod. You can find me at Jandascom Zulu. You can find Chuck at Chuck Two Up. And you can listen to us on Spotify, on an Apple Podcasts, Tour Front, and also we are on YouTube. Please do not forget to subscribe and to like. From Jay, I am Audi. All right, guys, hit us up on those uh, platforms, on those links, on those handles, everything. Just make sure you write with our content. Let us know what you think of the Champions League thus far. Is there a standout candidate or do you foresee any problems for any team? Um, let us know what you think of Todd Bowley's idea of the All-Star game. Is it something you want to see? Would you pay for those tickets? Or do you think those things should be left in America? And then lastly, Mark Barty departing um, from the Poetier's hot seat uh, at this moment. Do you think it benefits the cricket or not? This is Chuck and I'm out.